Hi, I'm Chris Damaris. And I'm Aaron Marquis, and you're listening to Bite. Bite. Yum. Hello, you wonderful gamers. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Metagame. My name is Chase Nuclear Nukem, and I'm here with my co-host... Zach Sexton. Today we will discuss sportsmanship and mannerisms in the esports industry. Now, generally, Zach sits in the yeah. pilot chair, and I'm usually the co-pilot. But today, I'm going to be Han, and he's going to be Chewy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would do the sound, but I can't quite do it very well. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, professional mannerisms. Uh, it's is it okay for frustration in the esports industry? Let's talk about that for a minute. What do you think? Okay, so when you're saying frustration in the actual esports, are you talking about like frustration during the games or frustration like outside? Like they're just playing a casual game and they get frustrated. Let's let's go with both. Let's, let's go, go with, with a casual so game. So which we'll one do you want to start with? We'll start with a casual game. A casual game. So I, I'm going to say that frustration in general is not okay. Like yeah. losing your mind during a game and things like that. And a lot of pros do succumb to that. But uh, my opinion, not usually okay. I agree with that. Uh, I would say in casual games, um, if it depends really what you're looking for. Because if you're going into esports as a profession, you're going to need to be professional when you're yeah. in these games and in this environment because how you act will reflect upon you later. If they go to hire you for the company and they're looking at your spreadsheet and see mm -hmm. that you've been reported X amount of times, they're going to like shake their heads and wag their fingers at you. So right. I would say... I would, I would kind of even out and say it's all right, but don't let it get excessive. Yeah, I think what we got to keep in mind is that a lot of these professional players are usually between the ages of like 16 to like 30, yeah. and uh, we're kind of hot-headed during this age a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. So, hormones. Yeah, those hormones. They're a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. But So it's going to happen. It's going to slip up. Um, some players, though, take it to the extreme. Oh, I agree. Like, um racism, aggression, things of that nature, to talking about each other's mothers, it's its not, a, I don't think it should be a thing. Yeah. Um, I definitely think in an esports aspect, switching it from casual to professional, uh -huh. um, I definitely think that it should not be a thing whatsoever. Um, and as I say, it should not be a thing. I'm referring to um, slanders, yeah. uh, talking badly about the other team or talking directly to the other team. Uh, mm -hmm. Saying GG easy. Oh my god, like, we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's. I think that that is too much, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know sometimes in the professional scene, it does happen that you will get caught up in the moment. And I, I can throw out a mo I can throw out an exa example right now. Um, years ago, one of the most famous League of Legends players' name is Dyrus because he was around forever, mm -hmm. and they were playing a game. And he was against another player named Ackerman. And he was just struggling the whole game. Mm -hmm. And he finally was able to just, like, solo kill him. Just out of nowhere in the game. And, you know, in, like, games, they have the little comms. Or some games in esports, they have the little comms that show, like, the picture of the person and, like, the video feed. Yeah. Dyrus, you just see him, like, slam his fist oh. down real hard. And he goes, effing wrecked. And he's oh. all hyped. And he's, like, about to jump up and everything like that. And normally, like... That would not be, like, that's not cool, but, like, 
now it's become kind of a meme for the guy a little bit because like he's now known for one of those raging. Ra- yeah, he's like the most calm guy too. Like he does get very angry sometimes, but he's got the very hello. My name is Dyrus, and I'm playing this game. And then he doesn't talk. He's kind of like one of those professors that you sleep through the entire lecture hall, the entire semester. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes, like I'm saying, sometimes those moments happen. Um, and I guess it's okay because we all get worked up sometimes. But on a general level, I don't think during those professional moments it's all right to get frustrated whatsoever. I agree. Uh-huh. Um, I have an example also, too. Yeah. Uh, so this was actually recently. And, of course, it's Smite because I'm known as the Smite guy. I know, and I'm the league uh, guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there is – we talked about on our last episode Allied yeah. um, who beat cancer. Mm-hmm. And Allied's back in the scene now. He's casting again and he's playing awesome. games. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was – he yeah, good for him. But he – did not have a very good level of mannerisms against a well with another player in the mm-hmm. scene. So he's playing a game, and this was on the Reddit, of course, because that's where I saw it. Um, and I heard throughout the community it was being talked about. Yeah. Um, so there's another player called Weekend, and Weekend is kind of known for not being the best of junglers. And he plays. I've heard of him. Yep. Yeah. He plays. He plays Nemesis, mm-hmm. and he plays a good Nemesis jungle. But Allied for the team comp. An Athena jungle would have worked better. So in Smite, Athena mm-hmm. is really good at jungling because she can alt across the map yep. and she can target a player and alt to them. So he was mocking him in comms on one of their matches He because he was streaming. He was streaming live on Twitch. And mm-hmm. he was just like... Um, I, 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 he, quote-unquote, he... Well, somewhat, quote-unquote, he said... Um, I ask Weekend, Weekend, why don't you just play Athena? No, I'm going to play Nemesis. <laughs> I'm going to play Nemesis. Weekend, no, Athena. Say it with me. Athena. <laughs> Nemesis. And I was like sitting watching it. And of course, when you're watching a raging situation, you're uh-huh. kind of giggling because you're, you're looking at it from the outside in. But part of me was cringing. I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? You're, you just had all this community support uh-huh. and all these people that are looking up to you. And this is how you're portraying yourself in the yeah. community. And, I mean, that that's just where frustration comes in. That's where yeah. you come in as a player and you have to say to yourself, how am I going to act during this game because I know that there's people watching. Right. And, you know, I, I got to bring up, like, with that kind of idea, like, when people stream and or, t- like, on Twitch and these uh, professionals, I've noticed that there is a tendency for them to be kind of cocky mm-hmm. in their manners. Um there's a lot of like players in most esports, and even in the like newer ones like Overwatch that are just like, oh no, I'm the pro. Mm-hmm. The other players don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, and in those casual situations, it's uh, it's kind of it, it's very very bad because honestly, most of the time when they get cocky like that, they lose, mm-hmm. and then you have to listen to to them for like five minutes afterward explain like this is why we lost because of this player no 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 i played just fine even though i'm zero and ten right yeah Yeah. it's always team team where are you team where's my team passive aggressive pinging in the game and things like that see yeah so that goes into um examples where it's okay and not okay yeah so i would say Frustration is all right, never all right, but I would say after a match, after you've said GG, you've shook the other player's mm-hmm. hand, and it's gone, maybe gone away for a week, if you want to go back and touch on it with a few players and just, like, make fun of it, yeah. it's all in fun and games after it's already happened. In mm-hmm. my opinion, if everyone's in on the joke. Yep. Honestly, afterward, like, it's 
actually healthy to go invent about the situation. Yeah. And and it'll make them better players as a whole. If they can sit down and be like, okay, here's something that happened. You see how you how you were uh, acting pretty negative here? Yeah, then then you started playing bad here. So and, and you can pinpoint like that's where you get tilted. Yep. And that's a term yeah. for those of you that don't know, tilted is where you start playing bad and you can't really get up from playing bad. You yeah. just continuously play bad afterwards. Yeah, it's an old poker term and like it was when like old players would just start losing all their money at once. It applies the exact same here. You just you start throwing yourself in, you start losing, you start, you know, you're you're throwing the game pretty yeah. much. Um so how should we regulate slander? This leads me to my next question. How should we regulate slander towards other teams if they can't hear what's being said? So mm-hmm. let's say I'm singing, sitting in a professional match and I'm playing in my own comms mm-hmm. and the other team can't hear me. Is it okay for me to tra- talk trash about the other team? So it depends on the situation. Now, if you're saying just negative things just to be negative or you just don't like the person, obviously that's not cool. And But like if all right, so here's here's my example. In league, they have comms, and honestly, between matches, because a lot of matches run in one day, they'll sometimes show the comms and what they're saying and things like that. And those teams are notorious for just making fun of stuff. But they're, like, making fun of things lightheartedly. So, like, right. Team Solo Mid and Cloud9 are known for goofing around during the pre-comms and comms sessions of the game. Um, that being said, there has been moments in those pre-comms and slander um, that actually just being like, oh, this game's in the bag. This these players are terrible, and it's just negative, like negative words. I've noticed that a lot of games are starting to implement um, violations and issues. Like, you'll get fined for any sort of game or slander whatsoever in the game, and you'll be out of the next few games. Which I think is good in my yeah. opinion because if you want to slander and if you want to act like that don't be a professional player it's that easy don't yeah. just don't get into that industry because mm-hmm. it's all about respect and that's the thing with sportsmanship as a whole not just with esports but as a whole yeah you learn a sense of respect for not only yourself but for others mm-hmm. you learn a sense uh there's a whole spectrum of what responsibility yeah independence you develop a certain type of character within yourself and I think that that's from a young age when we're in actual like t-ball soccer, mm-hmm. when we're like little kids and our moms are taking us to go do these sports, football, whatever. That's what we learn. That's what yeah. our coaches try to teach us. So, and and a big por- par- portion of that, and it works in esports, is that like, you slander towards other players is pretty bad, but it's also your responsibility as a professional to help other professionals and like, um, either. Be the better professional or offer tips because most of the time players – I know a lot of times players will actually like trade like mm-hmm. tips out, out of season so they can become better and things like that. So, And most of it is – it's just a competitive environment. Yeah. And I, most of the professionals and most of – even not even semi-pros, most yeah. of the people that are competing understand because they are – if they have a maturity enough to play on a team and understand how team structure works mm-hmm. and they can practice in these practices for, we talked about before, hours on end, they should get a sense of when someone's joking and when someone isn't. Yep. So, uh, for instance, another good thing I just thought of, another good example, 
uh, they just had the split for Smite. Yeah. And there's a ADC, and his name is Marvels. He's really good. Oh, yeah. And he made a montage, a quote-unquote sniping montage, where he beat Barracuda in, mm-hmm. like, every single instance. And Barracuda's well-known as one of the best Smite players in the world. He was just destroying him in the split. And he made a video about it, and then at the end of the video, he said, JK Barra, love you. So, like, mm-hmm. that was just, like, a, a like a, pun- a, a slight punch yeah. in the arm. Like, oh, haha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, like, that kind of moment's, like, that's pretty okay. Uh, there was a moment last year during the League of Legends World Championships where uh, a pretty well-known player, his name is Hai, H-A-I. Um, he's on Cloud9, and this guy's a jack-of-all-trades. He was their mid laner, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to retire. And they're like, but we need you. So he's like, okay, I'm going to come back and jungle for you guys, and I'm going to support. So he, he's a <laughs> jack-of-all-trades. And like, whenever Cloud9 is like down, everybody's like, bring back high. Bring back high. That's awesome. But, and he's like considered a role model mm-hmm. to an extent. He's known for joking around with other players and trying to be all buddy-buddy. There was, he he was setting up, the stage was setting up, and they were doing this interview up front with uh, Fnatic. And a player on Fnatic named Febivin was talking. And in the background, you can just see high, and he stands up from his computer and just flips off Febivin. Ooh. And like... And he made a tweet about it immediately afterward, like, oh, it wasn't meant in negative, like, con- it wasn't meant to be negative. It was meant to be, like, joking around because they were buddy-buddy. I don't know how much buddy-buddy they actually were, but right. um, it, it was supposedly a joke. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that, and we're talking about sportsmanship here, people are watching you, and when you flip somebody off and the crowd likes you, Mm-hmm. suddenly you got thousands of people who turn around and are doing the exact same thing. A great example with that in our modern world right now is Colin Kaepernick. And yeah. with him taking a stance on uh, the flag, the Pledge of Allegiance national mm-hmm. anthem and yeah. taking a knee. So like, that's a great example because now we see high schools doing it and yeah. now we see it happening within our culture. Mm-hmm. So that happens within the esports culture. Like yep. you just said, if someone is making a move like that then you're going to see it in the semi pros you're going to even see people like justify their actions yeah. because a professional player did it and that's not all right right um and like and now companies of these games and actual leagues of these games are getting better about their uh um their violations and the terms of like conduct um he got slapped with a 500 pound fine which isn't <laughs> a lot but Still, like I mean yeah if- and it's kind of a lot for an esports player if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he just got he got slapped with it. He's like, ah, oh, this this was uh, my bad. I'll pay the fine. It's all good. And then other players get slapped with you know two thousand dollar fines and things like that for doing it. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of companies. I know especially Riot because it's considered one of the games with the uh, poorest sportsmanship or its crowd is yeah. not its players but the people who play the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So with that being said, yeah. with that being said. Um, I would even go as far to say with off your statement you just said um, that's what's holding esports back mm-hmm. is its level of sportsmanship because yeah. if you think about it what is going through your mom's head right now I mean she grew up she's a Gen X mm-hmm. what is going through her head when you tell her mom I'm going to compete professionally playing video games Yeah, she's going to think uh, most at least I know my mom would think uh, you're crazy, yeah. which I, now she, she has a better understanding because mm-hmm. that's just how we are. But I, most parents 
look at their children and they don't see that as a stable job. They see that as quote unquote play. Mm-hmm. So the it, it's not adding on top when we have uh, activities like this going on yeah. inside of worlds or inside of competitions mm-hmm. where players are standing up and verbally slanderizing or flipping off, etc. other players. That's yeah. not helping because then 12, 13 year olds, because I have little sisters that watch uh, that watch Smite mm-hmm. now because I've shown them Smite. So I mm-hmm. imagine there are other kids that watch esports because it's be get, getting so big. They're then seeing this and thinking that that's okay behavior, and yep. they're taking that into their casual games, which then reflects upon the culture of yep. whatever game it is. So, yeah, and I, I want to bring up actually a story because that just reminded me really well. Uh, when I was younger, my parents are a little different than normal Gen X. Um, they've been playing games their whole life. My, my dad and my mom actually used to competitively, not against other players, but against each other, play uh, Doom and Quake and stuff like that. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> like you're saying, like the, the you soak it up, and like 12 and 13-year-olds soak that up. Well, I was seven, and there's a player name, and there's a player named Crackhor in Quake that you can play. Oh. So I was learning to play kind of semi-professional, like gears and stuff like that, and suddenly I was calling players that, just like getting mad and calling players that. Oh. And that was pretty that was pretty much bad manners and actually if my parents hadn't like caught on and noticed that I was doing that I probably would have continued on and yeah you kind of pick that up and you pick it up from anybody like I picked it up from my parents by accident it wasn't necessarily them it was the actual game content but like I know I have friends not friends but like little kids I've seen on games and I've had friends whose younger siblings are um, starting to adapt like foul language from games that's where they're learning the terms mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I applaud people to try and stop them, but pros need to definitely need to avoid doing that. It just shows you – it just goes to show how easy it is because when you're growing up, your brain's developing yeah. and you're still retaining things. So when you're retaining that information with someone that you look up to, mm-hmm. then you're naturally going to do it. I yeah. mean, if you're into Spider-Man as a kid, you're going to go to bed with Spider-Man pajamas on, freaking web-sling around your room. Oh, I still do that. Oh, <laughs> oh do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I completely understand where from that aspect – of how easy it is for kids to retain it. And that's why it's so important for sportsmanship to mm-hmm. be a key component in the mm-hmm. video game, uh, the esports industry, because we need that for our younger audience. Right. Not just our younger audience, but those watching. It's just a professional manner of how to go about things. Right. Um, so let's move on. You said, um, who was that player you were just talking about a minute ago? Stood up, flipped off. Someone. Oh, that was high. High. So. That seems like he seems like a cool dude aside from that. And he had some quirks. So let's talk a bit about quirks. Oh, I love talking about quirks because idiosyncrasies. Yeah, I'm not going to try and say that. (laughs) But uh, pretty much uh, players are kind of weird. We all have our weird little things we do, you know. Um, Actually, one of the things I do before I play any game, uh, if I'm going to sit down and play a ranked game of league, not a casual game, but like a ranked, I need to be in it. my shoes are off. My legs are in Indian, like Indian style or however you call it. And uh, I'm actually like up on my knees playing because I'm like into it. And it's like it's my little quirk that helps me uh, play better. But uh, pros do that, too. See, yeah. And that's the th- that's what I like about esports. The fact that you're mentally playing the game and you're not physically as mm-hmm. much moving. We've talked about how it can be physically exhausting yeah. before. But 
Um, all pros have their own distinct play styles, and some of them are strange and quirky. Um, of others have like criticized these play styles, yeah. and the question is: Is this improper, or does this hinder the ability to play the game? And I would personally say no. Off yeah. of what you said, a lot of pros, it's really funny. They'll wear full-on jerseys, mm-hmm. and they will put on. They'll have people put on makeup on them because they're gonna yep. be on live television. And then they'll wear sweatpants and socks. Yep. <laughs> so there was actually a base on her skin that came out for Smite, for Barracuda I was just talking yeah, about, yeah. Um, where he was wearing socks because Barracuda is known to show up at LAN events and play Smite in his socks because yeah. that's just how he plays the game. Actually, yeah, a lot of league players do that too. Um, there's a pro player. He's been retired for a few years now named I'm a Cutie Pie. <laughs> and he is probably one of the number one streamers on Twitch now. Like you could see him everywhere. Uh, when he was a pro, you would they would like pan out, and you would just see his shoes thrown off, and he's just that is dangling hilarious. his feet out, socks and everything like that. And even as a streamer, he's like just kind of walking around with in his pajamas every time he's streaming, like every time he's streaming. And uh, there's other players too, like um, I brought up Dyrus earlier. Yeah. If you ever have the chance, listeners or you chase, I want you to look up Dyrus and Mister Pillow. Okay. Dyrus, when he joined the scene, was a uh, known for carrying a pillow around with him and had like a drawn face on it and everything because he was comfortable playing with the pillow in his lap. But people ridiculed him like crazy for it, like called him like silly, uh, made fun of him for it outside of it and things like that. And it was just a way for him to be relaxed up there on stage. And I think that that's really important. So I wouldn't, personally, I would say that it is an improper. Yes, you need some sort of uniform when going and performing, mm-hmm. especially for a company because it's yep. an industry. You're going to be yep. representing that company. But right now in the stance in the industry, I could even see companies wanting the players to mm-hmm. look more professional when they go out on stage because they're winning the company a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't think that they've 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 tightened that chokehold yet. I don't, yeah, I, I think that they've been pretty loose about it. And I think that that's awesome about the industry mm-hmm. because you see baseball players, football players, football players have to put on pads mainly for yeah. protection, but baseball players have to roll up their sock, roll up their pants yep. and have high socks. Like mm-hmm. esports players wear sweatpants and chill out, man. That's right. <laughs> esports pants, white shirts, uh, whatever you have jerseys. Right. Jerseys, especially. Um, That's I would say that's the only necessary part of their uniform that they have to wear is their jerseys. Some teams um, are actually kind of getting rid of that whole jersey idea, too. So like a lot of teams are starting to do like full outfits. I know TSM did a whole thing with Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, Letterman jackets, white shirts, uh, like like straight jeans. TSM kind of started that really for esports, too. They've always been known to just have the Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's cool. That's. And that's what's cool about the esports industry and of evolving around mm-hmm. our um, age group. Because yep. with our age group, it's our people that are making those decisions. Mm-hmm. It's this generation that's making those decisions. And that just r- full circle goes back into why mm-hmm. it's so important that the players represent themselves well if they're representing not only their company, mm-hmm. but they're relaxed when doing so. Yeah, and there's something I want to bring up. Um, so yeah, quirks are fine and everything like that, but they, uh, like, the, the being more professional and, like, wearing the outfits and everything like that, it's fine. There's also issues, like, with players and, uh, like, casual players criticizing your actual play styles. Um, there was a player named Kerb who uses a trackball mouse. You, you remember the blue big ball and the trackball yeah, mouse? Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird, and, like, uh, I, I don't know how I would play with it, but 
man, the flack he got for just using that in League. Really? There was people that were like analyze, analyzing with quotes around it because, you know, everybody on Reddit yeah. thinks they can analyze no. sometimes. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, everybody on Reddit's a challenger player. Anyway. That's so I'm true. Sorry, Reddit. Uh, but, <laughs> but like he used it and people were just giving him flack that like, well, then he's just not a good player because he can't use a real mouse. It's like, no, it's just no. preference at yeah. that point. And that's actually funny because I was looking at the Overwatch Reddit uh, mm-hmm. a few days ago, and this guy had plugged up. I don't know how he uh, maneuvered it or how he was able to mechanically plug it up, but he had a Nerf bow and was playing <gasps> Hanzo on Overwatch and was playing with that. the Nerf bow. Yeah, I was watching it like... And I'm thinking to myself, of course, because this is my Chase Nukem mindset, what if a professional player did this in a scene? Would that be – because I don't know if they have regulations mm-hmm. on mouse and keyboard. Is that fine that he's using a bow? But I'm watching it and, of course, yeah. laughing my butt off because yeah. I'm like, how is how is he even doing this? He got a triple mm-hmm. just using a Nerf bow. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Uh, I, saw the, I saw that too. Um, there is uh, – I can't point out the actual like – like citations for it, but there is some uh, rules and regulations on like what you can and can't use. Mm-hmm. Like Overwatch, I I personally play Overwatch with my Xbox One controller. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I love first person shooters with mouse and keyboard, but Overwatch just feels really good on a controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're playing as a group or competitively or things like that, everybody's kind of having to use the same thing. And honestly, if somebody could go up there with just a Nerf bow and do that. I would just jump on. I'd love it. I I'd, I would do it like as a as as an audience member watching yeah. that. Okay, someone on the other team, I might get a bit frustrated because I'd be like, I I'd be amazed. I'd be like, how did he just kill me with a nerf bow? Yeah. But as an audience member, I'd be standing up and screaming like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then the other people that died would get flack. Yeah. And uh, that's actually a problem with mannerisms for the actual general like public. That's true, which leads us into our next topic, uh, general mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first topic that I'd like to talk about in general mannerisms as a whole, um, if someone's AFK or has disconnected, yep. do you attack them? Because this is a big controversial thing mm-hmm. in esports, and it's considered good sportsmanship if you don't. Mm-hmm. But what if they get back? There's no there's no communication between the two of you. Yeah. What if they get back and they see you just standing there and then they kill you? Yeah, and this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I got I got some like personal issues on this whole kind of controversy. <laughs> um, first of all, Digging deep here. Yeah, yeah. First of all, <laughs> it really depends on what type of mode or game you're playing. If I'm playing a casual match of whatever esport game it may be. Um, I might let them buy, uh, I might let them just, oh, I'll let them catch up. I'll go do something else somewhere, and then, like, we'll, we'll duke it out later. I'm playing ranked or competitive. No, I am going to kill him, and it's I'm going to get the advantage. Like Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, and I think that, that that's bad on me as a player, because that's unsportsmanlike. Um, but in games like League of Legends, you know, where you control the character by clicking them, and then they stay there. If they AFK, which there is a timer, and they will time out if they're gone for too long, um, if they AFK in the middle of a lane, that actually is kind of uh, conflicting because you have like issues with the minions in the game, the little guys. Right. Um, and it throws off your entire lane, and it kind of messes with you. And it's If they're just sitting there, you have to m- either kill them because either if you don't, I mean... Another player will come and do it, or your team's going to give you flack for not killing them. Right. Um, 
and it's going to mess up the whole minion wave kind of stuff. And then they will come back and just kill you. Yeah, and that's and at that point, that's just not fair because yeah. then you have no way of communicating with them. Hey, I let you live. And then they could be unethical or ethical yeah. and be like, I don't care. Boom, dead. Yeah, okay. and you know what? This is this is an issue in these, or in these kind of games. Uh, people will act like they're AFK and then see if they'll test you. I've, I've, I'm not even going to lie to you right now. That is a strategy that I use with uh, Smite all the time. Yep. But see, the thing is, if someone walks away and lets me live, I'm not the kind of player. I have better ethics than that. I'm not going to chase them down and kill them. But mm-hmm. with that being said, if I'm standing there just waiting and laying for the game to start, I'm watching my, I'm watching it. And if they're going to attack me, they're getting jumped on. It's yep. happening. Like, yeah. Um, but I understand that lagging and technical difficulty can happen mm-hmm. with players that uh, like it's an actual thing being afk or being dc it happens and you were just talking they pause in the middle of lane with league i don't know much with league but i know with smite definitely if you dc out of the match so if you're sitting there long enough and you dc out mm-hmm. your character will walk back to the nearest tower if you actually like dc in league and if, if you've hit your timeline you will walk back to uh your base, yes. The Nexus? Yes. Cool. Um, with Smite, you walk back to the top. You might walk back to base now. I'm not quite sure because I haven't seen it. I haven't paid attention to it in a while. But yeah. I know eventually you end up back in your base. And mm-hmm. that's with really any match whatsoever in Smite. That could be with like any game mode. It, yep. it just happened. And I think that is a good stance yep. on the developer side of things mm-hmm. to try to eliminate that because... That's something that the community is really outspoken about mm-hmm. and we're outspoken about a while back. I remember when it was a big thing, but now that that, that has been put into place, yep. players aren't as yeah. about it. And and some like that's great and like they go back to base and it sucks for their team cuz like they're going to get behind. Um but another good thing that they're implementing now is in league at least they implemented a remake system where I, I can't give you the specifics on it because it's kind of weird and complicated, and it's not. They have a system in place now, but it's going to change as the new season comes out. Um, where if a player is gone for a set amount of time, your team can issue an early surrender where you won't lose any of your like uh, LP, which is the points that help you uh, gain fine. rank. Yeah, and if that happens, you can just call remake, and then you go back into queue and you find a different game. That's and, awesome. And it's fair for their team, and your team doesn't get like penalized. I mean, some players don't like it. And this is bad manners and actually those players. And I'm going to call you out right now. If you get mad because a team uh, does that whole remix system and they have an AFK because you're like, oh, that's free low, which is a term. Free they use. elo. Free elo, yeah. Um, a term they use for easy wins. Um, that's just being a poor sport. Honestly. That really is because they cannot – that's hindering their ability to play the game and hindering yeah. – their chances of winning and that's just the the probability of that happening yeah. is actually quite likely in, mm-hmm. in an aspect because things happen with life and we all we all yep. understand that like if your mom comes home mm-hmm. for instance and she's got a f- big thing of groceries that she needs to carry in and go, you're go playing your a match mom. like go help your mom don't yeah. be a douche just yeah. don't sit at your computer get, yeah. get up and help your mom but with that being said don't make it an every time thing like yeah. you, if you're sitting down to play a ranked match be sure you have enough time to sit down and mm-hmm. play that match, or, or you will, will get flash, uh, not flash. You will get attacked from your other players, and then it could result in a report on your side. Yeah, and you know we talked a little bit about like lagging issues and things like that. Um, AFK is one thing, lagging is another. I think that it's not always the player's fault if they're. I mean, usually it's not the player's fault when they're lagging, and it's pretty much. 
In my stance, the best manners you can have is to avoid, like, punishing them too much about their whole lagging. I mean, ISPs are kind of, they're internet service providers. They're right. kind of sketchy. I have, I have Comcast or Xfinity or whatever. And, you know, I'm paying for really good internet, but there are times when it's just kind of meh. And that happens. I mean, yeah. that also determines on what area you live in. And I, I honestly think, and this should be a well, like an all around thing. And for all you listeners, listen up. If you are getting on to play a ranked match, before you play that ranked match, play a regular casual match first. Or just even do a custom or match Just test. a custom match to test your internet. Because yeah. you do not want to enter a ranked game and lag immediately. And you haven't played yet that day, so you don't know what the internet's like that day. Yep. And for me too, I'm, I'm go off Ball State servers here on mm-hmm. campus. So I have pretty good internet most yep. of the time. But sometimes on weekends, like family weekends, mm-hmm. the internet's kind of poopy. And that's yep. just how it works. But... I don't go and play play ranked games and then blame my team for that happening when that happens. Right. Um, now going into that, when you're in a ranked game mm-hmm. or even a in professional environment, there's a system where you can pause the match. Yeah. So, how how should that be? How should that be implemented? Is that an okay thing? Because what if there's a team fight starting? Someone DCs and I pause the match. So I don't know how it works for like Smite and things like that, but for like League. Anytime a pause happens, they have to re- uh, review the footage to make sure the pause is viable. Uh, yeah. So most of the time, pauses come into place for bugs that show up. Um, okay. There is a bunch of pauses. Right now, Worlds is going on for League of Legends. Right. And there is a champion named Aurelian Soul. Now, what he's unique about is he's a character that he's passively doing damage all the time. He's got these three orbs that rotate around him, and that's how you do your big amount of damage. Okay. You're supposed to see these orbs because that's how you avoid hitting them and getting damaged. His orbs weren't showing up. Ooh. Yeah. So they were just invisible. So you couldn't see where they were at. Well, this caused a lot of pauses at Worlds. And what happens is when they take these pauses, they take them back and they they review the footage to make sure that the player uh, was ethical and that they weren't doing the pause. But if somebody just does like a DC... It has to make it has to be proven that it was a technical issue, like the computer or the connection DC'd, right? Um, or they're like, yeah, because they're playing on land. Right. Um, that that is why they did it. If they didn't, their team can get penalized for that. Ooh, and I I I would agree with those um, rules and implementations uh, implementations in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that pausing a match is viable in those senses. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not viable if you're you find a way to like you're like oh this isn't showing up and you try to use it as mm-hmm. an excuse because this goes back to full circle what we were talking about earlier about mm-hmm. how i mentioned earlier with you being on a team being able to recognize and have the maturity to understand how a team works and having that type of sportsmanship yeah you should being able to pause a match and knowing that it's going to penalize your team or it could penalize your, penalize your team. Mm-hmm. You should have the mindset going into it that you're doing this for your team's benefit, yep. not just because you're about to die. Right. And honestly, that happens. I would I would like to say that that does not happen a lot, but I mean, I've been watching esports for a few years now, and there's always times when like somebody suddenly dies and suddenly a pause is issued, and it's like. Really? There's they're like there's a bug in the game. It's most of the time there's not really a bug. No, it's just, just like, like really. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you'll catch those players on stream later or anything like that like calling out the company and being like, "Oh no, there was totally a bug." Yeah, no, they're just not 
recognizing it. No, it's just you being a sore loser, being sore about the situation. And that's yeah. bad manners. Yeah, no no BM. Yep. And that leads into um, frustration. Yep. Um, I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, but taunting. Yeah, and this so, is more on a casual level. This is definitely more yeah. of a casual level because there's I don't think I've seen any professionals that take taunting serious. Yeah. I would honestly say the only taunting that I've seen someone take serious is in Halo teabagging. And yeah, that was that was a big thing, and mm-hmm. I would cons- so regular taunting in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like one taunt, like you kill someone and you taunt them, like oh, gotcha, yeah. finger guns. Yeah. Otherwise, if you kill them, spam taunt, go over to their body and teabag them. Yeah, and that is different. And taunting is like a thing in the in a lot of these games. There's an actual like system built in that you just like you hit a key or something like that, and your character does something as a taunt. You can, right, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. But like some people keybind, uh, yeah. add a keybind where it just repeats those three letters mm-hmm. or those whatever uh, yep. x amount of letters, and the character in the game will keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and same with laughing. So characters oh can God. laugh in games, so you can spam laugh. Yeah. Um, I that was something a year ago. I was really bad at because yeah. I. I'm I'm I was a teenager. I was just like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> oh, I killed someone. But now that I'm now that I'm actually viewing esports as mm-hmm. a bigger thing and looking at it as this is a culture, mm-hmm. I'm not. I haven't been doing it near as much. But that mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about that for a minute. What are your feelings on that? So one of the reason one of the things I hate about Smite, and there's not a lot, but the laughing stuff that happens in Smite, and my friends are really guilty of this of spam la- or spamming laughter uh that's honestly one of the most annoying and frustrating things that exists in one of these games and honestly that puts me on tilt more than like anything else in the entire game yeah and i don't know what it is and i know you can just mute like the characters and everything like that but uh taunting and laughing is kind of excessive in some nature like it is it can be in good fun sometimes like oh yeah just a taunt ha 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 like it's like that's how it always works. I mean, in normal mm-hmm. sports and everything like that, they do like a, their little thing where like, I don't know, they spike the football or whatever. It's a time. It doesn't matter. But right. um, in, in these games, that actually is kind of, I don't want to use the word tactic, but it's something people do in order to get like a rise out of you. And get into the other person's head. And yeah. then that leads you going on to whispering the other person. Yep. And you could say something where taunting and laughing isn't an actual like considered yep. bad manners to the company. The company sees you whispered them and said, OMG, effing quit it. And yep. then the other person's like, oh, I'm going to report them now. Like mm-hmm. that's just that's just elementary school and, level stuff. Yeah. And that kind of goes like just in general, like communication between the teams. Um, when I play these games, I never have like all chat where you can hear both sides of the teams right. ever on. Cause I, I don't either. Most it's of the just, time. cause usually, I mean, you can have fun and you can joke around with the enemy team. Like, Oh, nice job. You can call out things that are good to each other. Like that was a really good play. Right. I would say that's probably maybe one fourth of the time is really when that actually happens. When, when they're sincere, because I mean, this is a competitive aspect. This yeah. is a competitive industry. So yeah. I understand why people will get frustrated. Now, how do you, what implementation, what implementations do you think we can put in order or company, the developers can put in order to fix this? So right now I know there is a system that they, some games have where you can only do it so many times and then you're timed out before you can do it again. Um, so in league, there whenever you go to spam laughter, right, um, which is control four, I think, I don't remember because uh, <laughs> I don't use it ever. Uh, your character will laugh, 
but there's a small delay before they can laugh again. Okay. So there's actually like it's written into the code of the game that there's a time delay between taunts and laughters. Now, the thing about League that is the equivalent in other games like the laughing and smite is pinging. So you hear the ping and you need to hear the ping because they're important, but you can just ping, 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 ping on a character or whatever Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Actually, a good way to kind of like help control that is Mm -hmm. just issuing delay or issuing a time between they can do it again. In my opinion, and this is how I think they should fix it, Mm -hmm. you should only be allotted a certain amount per match. You can only use a certain amount of laughs and taunts per match. And so, like, you're given five. Mm -hmm. You can have your five laughs and taunts. You can Mm -hmm. use them whenever you want to in your match. Mm -hmm. You can even spam them at one point and Mm -hmm. it'd be done for two seconds. Like, that's it. But that's all you get. That's it. And I think that that would teach players, one, it would cut down the amount of times players use them. And two, after they – because usually players that use them, they use it to spam. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the reason why they have it in place. So – if they cut down the amount of times, that cuts their habit down. Yeah. So, therefore, they're going to use it less times or they're going to just quit doing it at all. And so. you know what? That would actually be interesting because, like, if you're playing, like, a custom game with, like, a group of friends. Right. And you don't want it to do that. You could just turn it off. Yeah, just it's just an option. And I don't know about the specifics of how the games are made, but uh, I think that's not a bad idea. Um, it doesn't work in all the games, but I think that would work pretty well in Smite. I agree. And you know what? If the game goes over a certain length and everything like that, Give them another one for every like set amount of time, right? And that that would make it kind of interesting. And I think yeah, exactly. So if you didn't laugh or taunt at all during that match, the yeah. next game you get an extra one. Cool. Yeah. So that's like a reward system. Like good yeah. job. You didn't. You didn't. You weren't a douche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Positive reinforcement kind of goes long ways. Yeah. So um, we've talked a lot about general mannerisms. We've talked a lot about the sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk more about GG. How did it begin, Zach? All right, so GG is a term that's been around a long time. For those of you who don't know, which I, I think most people know at this point, but GG stands for good game slash great game. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really depends on how you want to look at it. Um, when I was looking up kind of where it came from, GG came from chess. And I didn't I didn't know that either. Yeah. You had told me to mention that to me. I was like, what? Chess? I, I don't know how, like... That's where, like, I looked it up, and I'm sure it goes back even farther, but where it got popular was from chess. It was literally just after a chess match, people would be like, GG. And for those of you that don't know, in um, gaming culture, uh, there's a certain amount or there's certain phrases that you use Mm -hmm. in the beginning of a match and at the end of the match. So at the beginning of the match, um, like how Zach has ended the podcast, he says, GLHF, good good luck, have fun. Good luck, have fun. And then at the end of the match, it's usually GG, which means good game. And that's usually a sign of sportsman sportsmanship. You're like, yep, good game. Shake your hand, GG. Yep. Um, So I thought that that was pretty interesting. I didn't know it had come from chess. Yeah. And, um, that was it was like a physical thing like people actually shook hands and just said gg but that's when it was positive so right. let, let's go a little bit over this history uh it was positive then until people started getting just sour when they lost right and then it was just like you would say it whenever you were mad at people and then diablo 2 happened mm-hmm. and people would use it in that as like the most foul meaning at the end of a game like usually you would just it was over but people would say gg as like Almost like satire, because like, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. GG easy. Yeah, easy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And not even easy spelled out. E-Z. E- then Z. Yeah. Or easy game, LOL. And th- I think that's the thing that really gets me most, is after a match when someone's just like, LOL, 
easy game, GG, then you know that they're they're not being. Those are the people that say GG stands for like get good. Yeah, and that's that's another Mm -hmm. meaning that people have thought that it is, but it's it's not. It's getting to a point now. um, I know in every single game I finish for League or even Overwatch and other games, um, people say GG just as a general like way of just being like, oh hey, good game, fun, nice. Even pros. Like, um, in comms, like, in games, people, like, pros will, at the end will just be like, oh, yeah, GG, good job, guys. It was a game. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that GG, I think GG is a, I think it's developed as an esports thing, and I mm-hmm. think that that's good. I think that it's necessary um, to have something that you take after a game, like, so in regular sports, mm-hmm. they shake each other's hands. In esports, we have GG, and, and, and I think And even that's in cool. sports, before the GG term, even in sports, people would just, like, shake hands and be like, good game, good mm-hmm. game, great game. And I think that is a good way for this to develop as, um, a way to have more positive reinforcement for players. Uh, if, and it, it's good to see that the pros are doing it. Like, if you watch a stream and a pro does it, like, you're more likely to do it because, you you know, we, we copy behaviors. Um, and I think it's actually just proper for terms like GG and good luck, have fun, and things like that to exist for people to actually try and uh, try and fix the wrongs that are currently in the esports industry. Yeah. And I, it's important. It shows that you've yeah. learned a lot from the match, and that's what you're taking from yep. it. Um so we're almost out of time, but really quickly, I would like to talk about, in recent news, yes. um, the Nintendo Switch. We're going to take a quick break from sportsmanship, yeah. and we're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch. And you know what? Actually, I, I want to bring that up. Most games, generally, the pros are sportsmanlike. Smash Bros. players are like crazy unsportsmanlike. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of them, but... Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if Nintendo has an idea for how they can start doing this because usually Smash Bros. is like some small like other organization. But like, okay, in the Switch commercial, at the very end, we saw Splatoon being an eSport. Which is awesome. Yeah. I think that that was awesome for Nintendo to yep. take a stance and say, hey, eSports is getting big. We're going to implement it into our entire... Yep. We're going to put it in the commercial for our brand new mm-hmm. console. That's awesome. Well, over in Japan, Splatoon is actually... Because Splatoon does not have... And this is important for a lot of people to realize. Uh, when I was doing some research, because I don't play Splatoon. Right. Um, M- me neither. Yeah. So Splatoon's multiplayer. Most eSports games are multiplayer LAN connections. Right. Does not have a setup for multiplayer LAN. It's only online. So how would they implement? So what you're saying is how would they put that into yeah. tournament settings? Yeah. The only multiplayer LAN is one v one, which there is an esports like group of people over in Japan that like Splatoon's big, mm-hmm. and that could go back to why Smash yeah. Bros is so competitive in the yeah. sense that they're unsportsmanlike. It's one v one, and that changes the entire yeah. formula of esports really because mm-hmm. you're competing on a team as to. You're just competing against one person. So. I'm I'm excited because the Switch is an opportunity for them to party with these other third or these third party developers, and I think Nintendo is okay. It's I got two two issues. Or I got an issue and a good thing about it. Nintendo is a company that will realize its faults when they exist. Right. But um, like Smash Bros is not a Nintendo sponsor. Like it, the esports things are not necessarily like Nintendo is hosting them. Right. I'm worried. That with Nintendo starting to get into the esports scene, they're going to want to start taking back titles that are theirs. That's true. So I hope that they don't because they're recognizing third-party games, as we yep. saw on the Nintendo Switch yes. commercial, them playing Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that it would be great for Nintendo to jump into the esports scene because I find it interesting, and I was talking with a friend on Facebook recently about this. All these new companies are moving into virtual and Mm -hmm. augmented reality, both Sony and Microsoft. Nintendo's taking a step back, saying, this is what we've learned over the past 10 years from the Nintendo DS, the Wii, the Wii U, and Mm -hmm. the GameCube. Mm -hmm. We're going to take all these ideas, and we're going to put them into a console, and we're going to make it great. Um, Make consoles great again, 2016, or 2017. Um, (laughs) But I think it would be interesting to see what games you can play on this new console, what new esports, mm-hmm. so like Call of Duty, mm-hmm. whether or not you can play PC games like Smite, League of Legends, mm-hmm. Dota, or Overwatch. I would, well... Because Overwatch yeah. is now getting, it's been confirmed now, it's going to have an esports league. Yeah, and that is awesome. I love Huge. Overwatch. I'm terrible at Overwatch, but I love watching people play Overwatch. But there has not been an easy way to watch competitive Overwatch for the past year. I agree, and that's why they need... That's why they need this. And yeah. I think that it's a great opportunity for the Overwatch community to really show themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's another good chance for Blizzard to get back into the esports scene, not yeah. only with well, Dota, but, or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering that, you know, one of the longest running StarCraft II tournament or esports tournaments just recently shut down, mm-hmm. this is a good step for them. And Blizzard's communities, like, even though there's a lot of foul players, uh, they're pretty good about generating positive like communities and overwatch is definitely one where i think we could see a lot of changes in players and like how games are handled and i hope so i genuinely hope so yeah so i think that that's all the time that we have for today Mm -hmm. uh this has been the metagame my name is chase nuclear nukem and i've been here with my co-host zach sexton gg and zach thank you so much for being here today man i really appreciate it yeah of course gg man yeah gg